the Internet's premier talk radio station, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, we're live here at Infinity Festival, where story is advanced by technology. I'm Erin Riley. I'm a professor at the University of Texas at Austin and a strategic consultant for the festival. We're here this block talking about immersive and hopefully develop, uh, hopefully preparing the next generation, my students, on what immersive means. And I have my guest here today, Hardy Tankersley. It's good to see you again. <laughs> you too. Happy to be here. Hardy, so tell us a little bit about who you are and what you've been up to. So, yeah, my name's Hardy Tankersley. I'm a VP of Visualization Solutions at Silverdraft. We make high-performance compute engines for... Uh, for doing immersion at super high quality, super high resolution, super high frame rates. Um, super. Yeah, lots of super. <laughs> but the whole the, the whole point is to try to replicate how close can you get to reality, you know, in, in virtual reality. And it takes a lot of horsepower to do it. It takes a lot of pieces. And we as an industry are still trying to put together all those pieces of technology so w- where we can drop somebody into an immersive environment and and get to a point where it really is like the holodeck where you can't tell right oh star trek is coming you're dreaming yeah (laughs) (laughs) are you only thinking about this in a virtual reality a world that you're fully developing or are you also pushing it into our physical spaces where digital blends with physical um you know you have to deal with with digital and physical blends at some point because it becomes it's a very important human sense we have, yes, right? right? If you reach out to touch something, it, it, you, your hand wants it to be there. Right. Um, so That's mixed reality. I like when right. I touch it. Yeah, and you can grab it. Um, so one of the things we do is a lot of work with uh, industrial VR kind of solutions where you can simulate the real world for doing useful things. You know, the, the entertainment side is one side, but there's also this practical side of where it's really useful to be able to simulate uh, an automobile or you know uh, a vehicle or a building mm-hmm. at full one to one scale and be able to see the real materials and the light and the color and the textures and and everything so for people like architects or automotive designers or anybody building <coughs> real world products real world environments to be able to simulate that stuff at at a high quality in software and and be able to experience it as if you're standing there is a tremendously powerful and then especially and here what we're seeing is a lot of doing that in filmmaking right right in in media production where uh, uh, you can now <coughs> go into uh, an immersive environment and simulate an entire you know set a, a world a city a building a, a, a spacecraft whatever it is um, and you can bring the the film crew into the virtual world and. And uh, they can produce and and create uh, a, a film or story in the same way they would in the real world. Right. Um, and and it's in a weird way you're actually removing artifice because now you're completely immersed. You the the actors and the crew are all can be immersed in the actual 
fictional world that you're creating. Right. And and there is no fourth wall, right? There no, is no the fourth wall has disappeared. <laughs> yeah, right. right? It's kind of <laughs> like I always say the blend of theater and uh, thea and theatrics, movie thea- yeah. theater has all kind of blended and merged together. So uh, you've given me so much to think yeah, about. Sorry, I wandered. No, 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 no. I'm c- I want to uh, I want to step into a little bit of everything you talked about. One is is um, a lot of people think it's just an entertainment, but really I, I find and I'm curious what you think is immersive is having the biggest impact in regards to industrial um, into our workforce, different industry verticals. Um, And you talked about automotive. Why why is it so important for automotive? Are are, are they planning our future autonomous vehicles with us? (laughs) They they are, in fact. Oh, good. Very good. Some of the stuff we've worked on is things like simulating what is it like to get into an autonomous car? How do we simulate the user experience of, of autonomous driving when... So we can simulate you're standing on a sidewalk and the vehicle sort of rolls up in front of you and the door opens, but there's no one in it. You know, it's a little ghostly. It's It's a a karaoke room. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And we could prototype that. What if we do, you know, turn that on? Let's try it and put a bunch of people into it and see if they freak out or if they love it. Right. Um, So being able to simulate that. Um, And automotive design in particular is just a very... Uh, it's a very expensive thing to do. You know, yeah. Building a car factory is a, is a very expensive proposition. Um, tooling up a new new d- model and the design details really matter and you're making them at huge scale. So to be able to have a, a design team sit in a virtual simulation of, of, of a car and, and look at the curve of the fender and see exactly where the highlights are going to fall and being able to change different paint uh, being able to move curves around, show it in different lighting conditions, in different environments. These are huge issues for them because you have to really know exactly what you're building before you go into mass production. So it's, a, it, 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 it's also a business model issue, right? So right. talking about entertainment. S- saving cost. We still haven't figured out a consumer immersive platform that has enough scale to interest the big entertainment you know, conglomerates, right? Right. We're still experimenting. We're still doing things and showing them to handfuls of people at festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a mass market platform for immersive in the way that we do for film and television. Uh, so until we do, for us at least, there's there's a, a business model um, that supports this industrial stuff and also allows us to work at really high end, um, really high quality uh, experiences mm-hmm. and not have to <coughs> dumb it down for cheap hardware. Right, right. And why, why is it, do you think it's because it's, it's not cost-effective yet that uh, for a consumer they're not paying attention to it? Because I think about the hardware. Um, the first thing I did when I got to UT was build out an experience lab yeah. so students could and, finally... And what was the budget on that? Right? I, well, <laughs> right? I'm looking for sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if uh, anyone's listening, click below. Click below. Yeah, to contribute. <laughs> to contribute to Aaron's experience <laughs> lab. Um, because it, it was expensive to start but what I found is it's always busy now because students need to try it out they don't understand what we're preparing them to build it and they haven't even tried it yet yeah you know and it's very much one of those things that you have to feel it to understand it yeah VR you talk to people about it you talk to people about immersive and and they don't understand they're just like oh what I just see it sounds weird right or they see somebody with a headset and they're (laughs) like that looks I don't want to do that that looks funny that people look that's gonna mess my hair I'm gonna look weird (laughs) people are gonna laugh at me and yeah that's all true (laughs) but uh but 
we've all had that experience where you put somebody in a really good one, right? Yeah. A really good immersive experience and they just, they lose themselves, right? And they're, they're gone. And that's a transformative experience that you have to have seen. And then you get it. Then you go, oh, okay. Well, I, I'm curious because um, I'm hearing the company that you're working uh, with, you're really trying to do that realistic high end so that you feel like you're in that world. Yeah. Um, why is it, you know, I think about the rise of YouTube, right? Which is so UGC and yeah. low cost quality. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's a 2D screen, but why is it so important for immersive to be yeah. so real and to feel yeah. like presence when you're also talking to the generation that grew up with university tube? Yeah, yeah. You right. Know? right. No, that's an excellent question. And you also see things that, you know, the, the big popular video games are the yeah. ones that are like low poly count, right? right? Just fun. Um, the thing about immersion is you, you're trying to trick your little lizard brain into thinking you're somewhere else, right? So you yeah. have, there's a, a magic inflection point at which it, it has to be real enough to fool you into thinking you're there. <laughs> and that's when you get the true power of being able to overwhelm you emotionally or doing things like there's a lot of medical applications where they're uh, uh, dealing simulating. with... Yeah, simulating. Yeah, simulating different it. kinds of... Um, uh, uh, different kind of conditions, it, training, mm -hmm. right, where you can simulate really going through the steps and, and the way your brain learns um, is much more powerful if your brain thinks it's real, mm -hmm. right, than, mm -hmm. than watching an instructional video or even, you know, flight simulators pressing, um, mm -hmm. pressing buttons on a screen. If you can trick your brain into thinking you're really there, that's when you, you get the power. And so we've got to get enough quality that that somehow your brain thinks it's real. And Hardy, what's what's your background like? Where, how did you get into this field? And uh, what would you uh, oh, share yeah. with students as to like getting them ready to step into this? Yeah. So my background it really started in technology. You know, it, 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 back in the eighties, I, I worked at Apple. I've worked at um, Yahoo. I've worked at sort of this intersection of technology and media and entertainment um, for a long time, just because I. I I was a nerd and learned how to write code by myself in an attic in high school, and and uh, and a then I spent addict. way too much time watching television. Right, so the intersection right. of those two things has led me to this point. Brought uh, your loves together. <laughs> right? I get it. But I, uh, the advice I give everybody is like, if you learn how to make stuff, yeah. you can. People will want you. Yeah, people will want you. Right? Um, and I, I teach students that are not just makers, but the business people and the marketers, you know, and the people that are yeah, producers. Right. So uh, find a good maker and attach yourself to them, <laughs> right? Like, do they matter? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And on your own team, is it a lot of different people with different disciplines? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why this stuff is so much fun. You have a really interesting intersection of hard science and, and computer science and all kinds of different things like optics mm -hmm. and, and human factors research. Mm -hmm. And then you have the artist side. You have storytellers. You have writers and producers and directors and camera people and, and storytellers. Yeah. And, and it's really fun to watch those worlds collide. Right, right. Um, well, Hardy, thank you so much for joining me here at the Infinity Festival. Uh, we're live. Are you speaking later today? I'm speaking tomorrow. You're so speaking tomorrow. I'm speaking tomorrow. Don't miss it. Right. I hope it's not <laughs> at the same time. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, we're here at live at the Infinity Festival. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.